tonight my topic as given to me was knowing God's will. So not an easy one. It's sometimes easier to get a passage because then you just know that's that's the few verses I need to speak on. But we're going to give it a, a go tonight, okay? Knowing God's will. Who's got their Bible with them? Hold your Bible up if you've got one with you. Happy days. Because I'm going to need a bit of help. Um, we'll give the sweets out as well. So we're going to do a bit of... Who knows what a sword drill is? We're not doing a sword drill tonight. <laughs> no, we're going to do a kind of a sword drill, okay? Um, just as we work through our topic tonight, I'm going to talk for a while, and we're going to look up a few verses, and we're going to think about what those verses mean, okay? So, knowing God's will. Before we think about knowing God's will, we need to think about what is God's will. And even before that, um, who is God? And you might think of that as a strange maybe question to pose, um, because I'm guessing most of us, uh, maybe not, but most of us maybe come from a Christian home. Most of us maybe go to church somewhere. So most of us have an idea of who God is. But it's good to think about who God is, because even when you're as old as me, you still have to think, do I really know who God is? Have I a right view of God? And sometimes as we get older, we realize that maybe my view of God isn't isn't right, or it could be better. Uh, and the best place to turn to is the Bible. And the Bible tells us who God is and helps us to understand um, more about God and understand him better. So if we have a wrong view of God, we might not want to know what God's will is. So it's good to have a right view of God and to know what God's will is. So who is God? Hands up if you've heard of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Happy days. Great book. Um, it's a good thing to help us learn more about God. But the Westminster Shorter Catechism describes God like this. He's ready? God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. In his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. So all those words help to describe who God is. Jesus taught his disciples to call God Father. And in his prayer, he said, Our Father who art in heaven. So it's good to think of God as a Father. Um, God is sovereign, which means God is totally in charge of everything. Sovereign means you are in charge and control. And God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now those are only a few things to help us understand who God is. The attributes of God, if you like. Um, there's many more, but just to summarize, God is good. God loves his children. God can be trusted. He has an amazing plan that will last for all eternity. And he wants us to be part of that plan. So in one way, it's you can never understand everything about God. It's a bit like asking a two-year-old, how do you get from here to London? Now, that two-year-old isn't going to say, well, you get in your car, you drive 20 miles, go to the airport, you're on a flight, you land in Heathrow, you get the tube to Piccadilly, you walk to Trafalgar and you're in London. If you ask a two-year-old, how do you get to London? They're just going to point to mommy and go, mommy. And that's true because they're going to go with their mommy. So what they're, what they're telling you is right, but it's not the depth of what the answer could be. So sometimes our understanding of God can be quite simple, 
like a two-year-old and understanding who their mommy is. But our understanding of God can be greater than that. And as we grow, it's good to grow in our understanding of who God is. It's important to keep learning about who God is. So we have a right understanding of God. Then we can think about what is God's will. So this is where we're going to need a bit of your help, okay? So um, we're going to look up a few verses. So it's true to say that all things happen within God's will. He is truly sovereign over everything. And just to demonstrate that, I'm going to give you a book, a chapter, and a verse. And whoever stands up first to read that out, gets a sweet. Okay, so here we go. Matthew 10, verse 29 to 31. Go. Matthew 10, verse 29 to 31. Just stand up and start reading. Are not two sparrows sold for copper coins, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will? Okay, and verse 30. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. And then verse 31. Brilliant. Very good. Okay, so I have two yellows and loads of reds. Red. You ready? Oh, sorry. Do you want to get it? Right. So, what do those verses show us about God's will? Well, it shows us that God knows everything. It says that even a, a bird falling to the ground, God knows about it. God knows the amount of hairs on your head, which is just unbelievable for us, yet it's true for God. So it shows us that God knows every detail about our lives. Right, next verse. You ready? So don't wait for the go. Just as soon as I said, you far ahead and just stand up and read it out. Ephesians 1 verse 11. Go. Ephesians 1 verse 11. New Testament. Brilliant. Right. See if I can improve my shot. Yellow or red? Red. I'm going to get rid of these yellows yet. Well done. Right. Ephesians 1.11 In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined, so God's plan from the very start, according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. God is doing what he wants to do, and it is good. Okay? And that verse gives us that truth about his will. His will is what he wants to do, and it is good. It's, it's what he has planned, and everything is happening according to his will. So if we understand that God's will will always happen, if you like, the other side of that coin, that same thing, is what God has commanded, what he desires from us. Okay? So we can't just sit back and think, God's got it all worked out, we don't need to do anything. That's not what God wants. God wants us to do things as well, and that's what we're going to learn about. So what do you think God's will is for you? Maybe you've got some big decisions coming up. Um, what subjects to choose at school? Um, what job should I train or, or uh, learn about? What university should I go to? Who should I go out with? Or most important of all, what are you getting the Chinese tonight at Ross's house? Big decisions. Maybe the last one isn't as big, but big decisions in our lives and we can think, what does God want me to do? Well, worrying about the future is not what God wants. God wants us to live 
uh, alive trusting him. See, God's plan isn't to show us the future. God's plan is to speak to us through the Bible. So what is God's will for us as we read the Bible? Next verse, Romans 12, verse 2. Good man. That's just using his intellect. There you go. Right, red or yellow? Red. Does anyone like yellow? No. Oh, phone dropped, but he got the street. Good man. Okay, so Romans 12, verse 2. Did you hear what it said? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We need to renew our minds, okay? We need to renew our minds, because that's the will of God. And is it good? Yes, it's good and acceptable and perfect. As we read the Bible, we learn what God's will is. Now, it might give us the answer to uh, the question we have today or uh, what we have to do tomorrow, uh, about what subjects we want to pick. But let me simply put um, subjects and careers and relationships are not the big issues that God speaks to us about. Okay, He, he is very interested in all of those things. But he's much uh, deeper issues that he talks about in the Bible. So when we turn to the Bible, we see that uh, we see what issues God talks about and what His will is. Now, if there was one passage about God's will, it'd be really handy tonight because we'd turn that, look at it, and understand it, and then that would be us sorted. But there's loads of passages in the Bible that talks about God's will, and that's a good a good thing because the more you read about God's will in the Bible, the better equipped you are. Uh, to follow God's will in your life. But we're not going to look at all the passages tonight. You'll be glad to hear. But we're just going to look at a few more. So we're going to turn to the Old Testament now, okay? You ready? There's a tricky one to find. Micah 6, verse 8. Good man. Right, red or yellow? Red. Right, you ready? Do you get it? Good man, that's some catch. Right, I'm going to read that again. He's ready. Micah 6 verse 8. This is what it says. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does God require of you? So we want to know what God's will is. The Bible tells us what does God require. He says to act justly, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Justice, kindness, and humility. It doesn't tell us uh, whether we should study French or, or biology. Um, he doesn't talk directly about those things. But what, what God is telling us here is whether we study French or biology or anything else, it's what we do, it's how we act when we do those things. Jo- 
God wants us to do uh, all of these things with justice, kindness and humility. You see, God just isn't interested in the in the what or the where. He's interested in the how. Okay, so it's good to remember that God is interested in how we do things, how we treat others and how we live before him. So if you end up studying science or biology and end up being a surgeon, what are you going to do with that skill? Are you going to save lives? Are you going to end lives? With what do you do with those those skills that God has given you? Um, God's will is that we develop our character, uh, develop a character like His Son Jesus. Jesus was uh, acted justly. He was kind and he had humility. So God doesn't doesn't tell us go and get the best job there is in the world. He wants us to show justice, kindness, and humility wherever we work. So, he's ready for another one. Matthew 6, verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, or what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing. Very good. Now, you already got one. Do you think we should get like a second go at this, or are we just limited to one? Give her a yellow. Give her a good, good call. A yellow, you ready? This is how I get rid of yellows. Oh, right. Do not be anxious about your life. God speaks about worrying. And the big idea of this passage is Jesus does not want us to worry about the future. God knows what we need to live. As long as he, God knows how long he wants us to live, um, he will provide the things that we need and, and everything we need to live and glorify him in this life. God knows when we are to die, and when that time comes, we will die. So don't worry about the future. God knows the future, and we can trust him in that. God's will is for us not to worry about the future, but to live by faith. And trust in him. Another verse. He's ready. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14. So 2 Corinthians 6 verse 14. If you've already got two, you can't have another one. Go ahead. 14, yep. Good man, thank you. Oh, nearly forgot about the sweet there. That's your second one, isn't it? You ready? I've got a sore arm, I can't do that for. Old age. Right. Does anyone know what it means to be yoked? I don't mean throwing an egg at you. Go ahead. Squeezing. Well, what it talks about in the Bible is that idea of being yoked together. So if you imagine two animals pulling, say, a plough, if you can imagine a, like two horses pulling a carriage, right, they're, they're alongside each other, so they're yoked together. So that's the idea. And that the, the verse said, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So if you imagine that idea of uh, like two animals, uh, whether oxen or something like that, but two strong animals, and if they were the wrong size and one wanted to go that way and one wanted to go that way and they were plowing a field, they'd just end up a mess. 
And that's why the, uh, Jesus, or uh, Paul actually in Second Corinthians used this term, uh, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So if there was these two animals and they wanted to do different things and go different directions, it just ends up a mess. And here Paul says it's the same with regard to relationships. No matter how much you think you might like someone, it will not end well if you're if you're not in agreement about who Jesus is. Okay? As Christians, we're not to marry non Christians. And as dating or having a boyfriend or girlfriend is what leads to marriage, it doesn't make any sense for a Christian to date a non Christian. So the Bible is clear on some moral issues in life. God's will is for us to obey his word and it's for our good. Okay. Next one. Mark 12 verse 28. Which commandment is the most important? You alright? Good catch. Right. So here's the scribe. This man knew the scriptures, okay? And he came to Jesus. He asked the right person the right question. What's the most important commandment? So God wrote the commandments. They reflect his will. So you could say the scribe is asking what we're asking tonight. What is God's will? And Jesus makes it clear in his answer. Because Jesus answered him, verse 30 and 31, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And second, second to this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. If you want to know and follow God's will, these are the questions we need to ask ourselves. Do I love the Lord with all my heart? with all my soul, with all my strength, and with all my mind? Do I love my neighbor, as in the person that's beside me, whether it's tonight or tomorrow or next week? Do I love them? Do I look after them as well as I look after myself? That can be difficult. You know, that can be difficult to do sometimes. And that's why God gives his children, if you're a Christian, God gives you the Holy Spirit to help you do that. So with all this in mind, we have to be honest and say, I'm not sure if I want to do all this. Do I want to follow God's will in my life? I just want, I just want to be happy. I just want to have fun. I just don't want anything not nice to happen to me. What's wrong with that? Well, it's fair enough in a way, but it's also good to think about where we live. Um, we live in a certain time in history. We live in a certain place in this world. And life could be very different if that wasn't the case. If we lived a hundred years ago, what huge event would we just be getting over? I don't know. What happened just over a hundred years ago? On a world scale. World War I, that's right. So, if we were living then, things would be a lot different. You wouldn't be worrying about uh, where we're going holiday, we wouldn't be worrying about what dessert to order after the meal we just got in a nice restaurant. We might be worrying more about, have I a house to live in? Um, have I enough food in the stomach that I'll be able to sleep tonight? So that's in history, but if we lived in, say, Nigeria today, 
4th of November 2023, we wouldn't be thinking about, well, what's the latest app I can get on my phone or things like that. You know, um, in Nigeria, each day there are 14 Christians killed because they're a Christian. Right here and now in this time, this on the 4th of November today, tomorrow on average, there'll be another 14 Christians killed in Nigeria. So we live in a certain time, uh, 2023. We live in a certain part of the world where, to be honest, we're spoiled. Uh, we don't really know the difficulties that some people have or some people have went through. And if we lived then and there, we wouldn't be so caught up in the things of this world. And it is difficult for all of us to pull ourselves away from those things that aren't really important. We're all distracted with with clothes and phones and houses and all those things there. So it is good that we think about that verse we read earlier, Romans 12, verse 2. It told us we're to transform, we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So it comes back to reading the Bible, listening to good teaching, listening to good preaching and renewing our minds. So, let me see now. Uh, so we do like it when things are easy. We don't, we, we like it when we don't have responsibility. And I'm, I'm the same. It's nice when things are easy. None of us want difficulties in our lives, but the truth is we live in a broken world. Uh, we have sinful hearts, and that's why Jesus had to come and save us. And as much as we want things to be perfect here, they're not. This world is broken. And that's why we long for a new heaven and a new earth. We long for what we read about in the Bible, a place where we don't deserve to be, but that we will be. And it is God's will that that many more know about how they can receive that free gift of salvation that we have received if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. So our next verse is to do with that as well. So... um. Right, the last few verses, actually there's maybe not that many. Right, this last verse, anyone who's already had one, you're right. Okay, last verse for anyone else, Mark 16 verse 15. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Good man. So, what is God's will? God's will is that we... Oh, here. Nearly forgot to speak. There we go. God's will is that we go into all the world and preach the gospel. We're all familiar with that, that, that verse. That's our responsibility as Christians, to go and tell others about Jesus. And that can be hard, but it's something we just have to give a go. We just have to tell others, whichever way we can, uh, whenever we can. Um, it's important that we share the good news of the gospel uh, with others. So, I'm coming to the end. Don't worry. We're running out of sweets. Um, it's important to know that God wants us to know his will. That's important. God doesn't hide his will from us and, and sort of keep it that you have to work really hard and maybe I'll never find out what God's will is. God wants us to know his will. He has given us the Bible, his word, and the more we read it and listen to it, the more we listen to faithful teaching, the more wisdom we gain to know his will. That's a big thing about the Bible too. It talks a lot about wisdom. And the more we read the Bible, the more wisdom we get. And the more wisdom we get, the more we understand and are able to follow God's will. So, just to summarize what we've touched on tonight, who is God? 
it's important that we keep um, refreshing our mind and on what we know about God. Keep growing in our knowledge of Him. What is His will? Well, God is in control of everything. He doesn't want us to worry. He wants us to trust Him. He is interested in more than uh, the what and the where that we might want to know straight away. But he's also interested in the how, how we live our lives, whatever we do. God's will is that we develop a character like Jesus, a character that looks for kindness, justice, and humility. God's will is for us to obey his word. He has told us everything we need to know about him in the Bible. God's will is that we love him with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and that we treat our neighbor as well as we treat ourselves. God's will is that we will tell others about him. So finally, how do we know God's will? And to be honest, it's, it's what we've done tonight. It's by reading God's word, learning about him and growing in wisdom. We know God's word by reading about him in the Bible, by learning about who God is and growing individually in our wisdom um, as we read the Bible. There's a guy, I don't know if everyone's heard of him, he's called Kevin DeYoung. He's a great preacher uh, and he writes some books. And he's written a book called Finding God's Will. And it's a brilliant book. If if you are interested in this topic, uh, look it up. Finding God's Will by Kevin DeYoung. Very, very good. But the way he ends his book, I think is great. Um, I'm just going to read it out. He says, um, "Live this, this is how he says, finding God's will or knowing God's will or following God's will. He says this, live for God. Obey the scriptures. Think of others before yourself. Be holy and love Jesus. And as you do these things, do whatever else you like. With whomever you like, wherever you like, and you'll be walking in the will of God. Now it's important that you don't just hear the second part of that uh, summary, okay? Don't just think, oh, do whatever you like, wherever you like. No, it's if you love, if you live for God, if you obey the scriptures, if you think of others before yourself, if you live a life of holiness, if you love Jesus, if all those things are true about your life, then you want to know what God's will is for you? God's will is for you to do whatever you want because you're putting Jesus first in your life. So whether you study this subject and go to this university and have this job, go and do it and enjoy God as you do that. But keep God first in your thoughts. Maybe you'll not go to university, maybe you'll you'll get a trade, or maybe you'll work at home, or whatever you do in your life. Go and do those things. Don't be afraid to do them. Um, as long as it's not against Scripture, um, as long as um, you're, you're putting God first in your life, go and do those things. God's will for you is to trust Him and to use the brain that He has given you, the wisdom that is from His Word, and go out and live your life to His glory. So that's really all I want to say tonight about God's will and knowing God's will. Um, I pray, yeah? Okay, so let me just pray, okay? Heavenly Father, um, you are a great God. Um, Lord, you have given us your word uh, to learn more about you. And Lord, you have uh, shown us who you are in your Son, and Lord, we thank you for all that we see in Jesus Christ because he perfectly reflects who you are. 
And Lord, when we think about your will, it is such a vast topic, Lord. And we've only touched on it uh, uh, very littlely tonight, Lord. Um, Lord, I pray that you would help us to uh, follow your will, Lord. Help us to read your word, uh, find out more about you. And Lord, in doing that, that we will love you more and see that uh, your desire for us is to trust you. And whatever uh, course our, our lives take us on, Lord, help us to put you first in all of our decisions. Help us to live lives that are glorifying to you. Help us to read your word and know you more. And help us to be uh, full of kindness and justice and humility before our God. So Lord, we thank you for this topic. Thank you for this chance to, to think about it tonight. And I pray that you'll continue to uh, speak to us about it. And Lord, as we uh, go on tonight, uh, we pray that you'll keep us safe as we travel. And you'll bless our fellowship together. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.